And that's a magnificent 21st one-day international century for David Warner. Put down early, but he's made the most of the opportunity that has been granted to him. Yeah, I think, um, Sats, welcome back to sports. I think he was dropped on 10. Uh, a little bit of a costly mistake of about 150-odd by Pakistan as the Aussies start to find their winning way over in India at the World Cup. Sats, it's starting to mirror the 1999 World Cup success, isn't it? It is, absolutely. When, uh, as the tournament progresses, we start seeing certain players just start to rise to the top. And um, most notably on the weekend, David Warner, who's much maligned, of course, mm. but turned up when Australia needed him. Yep. And uh, there's argument today. Tim Payne this morning on SCN and Tassie said he is the greatest Australian white ball batsman we've ever had. I mean, it's a great debate tonight. There's a few suggestions that, you know, Michael Bevan and Jonesy and all these greats of the game, the War Brothers. But I tell you what, there's a good argument for him. His current coach is sitting on the line right now. I'd like to get his view <laughs> on who is the greatest white ball batsman that he's seen play for Australia. Andrew McDonald, welcome to Sports Day. Thanks for having us. Uh, Andrew, I mean, you're a lover of cricket. You've been around. You were around in the golden years of Australian one-day cricket. Who is the greatest white ball batsman you've seen play for Australia? Is it Jonesy? Yeah, it's 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 a, it's. A- a fantastic debate. There's been so many, um, you know, quality players over different generations, and it's always hard to compare different, um, you know, eras of the game. We're seeing in the current time we don't play as much one-day cricket, so you know, longevity of someone like Ricky Ponting, who I think played 400 plus or close to 400 games, um, you know, batting a number three, Matthew Hayden, Adam Gilchrist. Dean Jones, but uh, I think Dave Warner's definitely in the conversation. His conversion rates of hundreds to games is probably superior to a lot of those players. Um, but in saying that, the game and the and the, and the rules have changed. There's four four people out during the middle overs, so yeah, it's very hard to split. But I I wouldn't be against him being um, put in that conversation and potentially coming out on top. Yeah, bigger bats now too, smaller grounds. Before we talk about what's happening currently at the World Cup, again a lot of debate around last week and Sats and I are a fan of all forms of cricket we don't care it's 20 overs 50 overs 10 overs or 100 balls or I mean the ultimate is test match cricket do you still see a long future for the 50 over game yeah I think they can all coexist and we've seen over a period of time how much a 50 over world cup means um to teams people fans um out there and it's really starting to build over here in India and yeah I'd like to see the game continue on and you know the three formats coexist and there's going to be challenges with franchise cricket um you know creeping in on the calendar but uh I think it's nothing nothing too much that people can't navigate through and all three formats to me appeal to a lot of people now, Andrew, uh, Adam Zampa, of course, started the, the tournament a little bit scratchy, but the last two games, four for in the last two games against Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Did you see things in his game where you felt he's not that far away or did you identify things in those first two games and those lead-up games where he maybe needed a little bit more of a tune-up? 
Yeah, he works um, very hard on his game with Dan Vittori, who is our bowling coach. And there was a few things that they, they were working on. Um, but first and foremost, it was more about getting his body right. He's had some some niggles behind the scenes that have really sort of compromised his ability to be able to repair the way that he wants to. And then he had the illness leading into last game as well. So it was a really late decision for him to play the last game. It was an incredible effort. And uh, I think that's, you know, Adam Zamper at his best, the way he was able to compete. His execution was where we know it can be. And, um, you know, he's one of the all-time best white ball spinners for, for Australia. So it was great to see him get out there and perform. And as I said, it was, it was touch and go whether he's going to be uh, able to play. And he's got beautiful hair as well. Yeah, I've got to say, it's, it's beautiful hair. Now, uh, you've got a little bit of a dilemma as a coach. It's a good dilemma to have when you've got players and the, the quality of Travis Head about to return. Will he be rushed back into the side uh, against the Netherlands or will you hold him off for one of the bigger games? Yeah, I don't think rushed is the right, right word. He's He's been able to arrive. We had a hit with him a couple of days ago on a travel day when we got to Delhi. He had uh, 30 minutes of work and across the 30 minutes, he really improved and was able to function uh, the way that we know he can. So today's a really big day. We've got training in about, I think it's about four hours time and uh, he'll face bowlers and go through that. And most importantly, once he, he gets through the session with some fielding and some some other sort of um, skill areas that we'd like to see. It's it's how he pulls up tomorrow, but it's it's been an incredible effort to get here. Some some doubted, you know, that that was a a good decision to keep him in the squad. Now that he's here, it, it feels right, and it's really going to add something when he does play for the team. We've seen what he's been able to do over the last um, twelve to eighteen months. Now, Andrew, did I hear right? You're keen to slot him back in as an opener, or is there an opportunity for him in the middle order where we're still struggling a little bit? I think that's an area, just as a fan, that I think we can improve on. Uh, would you interested in perhaps putting in in the middle order for for the game against Netherlands if he's fit enough? No, he wouldn't play in the middle order. Uh, I think he's he's a top order player, so he about in the the top three would be ideally where we want him to play. He has batted middle order. I think it was in Sri Lanka, and he did really well. He got seventy odd, I think, batting at number six uh, in a game over there at Premadasa. Uh, but he hasn't done that a lot. We we see him as a top order player, and you know I think we've shown our cards in the lead into this tournament where we'd like him to bat. Um, I think George Bailey hinted that, you know, he'd be at the top of the order. We've got a, a little bit of a good, you know, dilemma to, to solve in the fact that Mitch Marsh and David Warner um, in that last game and, and over the short period of time have been able to gel as an opening combination as well. So I think it's a good problem to have and we'll, we'll discuss, but it will definitely be nearer the top of the order rather than the middle. Any concerns around that middle order? I don't think so. I think they're quality players. It hasn't, quite hit the straps that we'd like it to. Um, I think the other night's a little bit of a, an outlier when you have such a good start. Um, you, you throw a bit of caution to the wind to try to get around that 400. We didn't quite execute that and fell a little bit short of where we possibly thought we could have. Um, but as I said, quality players, Steve Smith, you can't keep him down for too long. Um, he's sort of, you know, he's more top order um, at number three, but he's been able to control the middle order for us over years and years. So I think you'll see a a good performance, not too far in the corner from that middle order, um, should they be exposed early. Yeah, nice. Now, Andrew, what I'm always really interested in when it comes to, to teams is team dynamics. Who plays what role in the side? And what I mean by that is um, the circuit breakers are really important to, to teams, especially when you're in, together for long periods of time and there's spend no longer time than the Australian cricket side. Now, the circuit breakers, the, the player or players that – they break the tension, they break the pressure amongst the playing group when there is a lot of tension amongst the group and you can see it from a, a coach and, and a management staff. Who are, who are the player or players that have the ability to sort of just break that tension up a little bit? 
I think Mitch Marsh is always in that conversation around um, his ability to keep a, a really level perspective on the game and and probably one of our key circuit breakers that just arrived a couple of days ago and Travis Head, um, he's just brought a, you know, a great deal of energy with him. He's probably been sitting on the couch for a little bit too long. So he's coming a little <laughs> bit hot as we like to say, but uh, he, he's definitely one that uh, lightens the mood. And uh, and I think Marcus Stoin is just from an on and off field perspective. We saw the other night what, what energy he brings on the field, but he also brings that energy off the field. So, um, and that's not to dismiss anyone else. It's, we spend a lot of time together. Um, you know, there's, there's long hours on the road and um, we've got to find that balance between, you know, the serious parts and you know, where we can have the lighter moments as well. And I think this group gets that balance right. Is Stoinis and Zampa still into that coffee, that weird coffee little group they got? Yeah, they're still they're still got a little bit of the coffee club going on. There's a few breakaway subsections <laughs> as well club. happening at the moment. Marnus and Steve Smith and Alex Carey have uh, developed a little bit of a breakaway. So there's a there's a bit of comp- <laughs> competition in the coffee ranks and uh, and being able to deliver the quality. So they're they're always arguing and bickering about who's got the quality coffee. But uh, from my end, both are quality. Yeah, how's that? Is uh, is Marnus still uh, Steve Smith's lapdog? Is that is that how that's still going? <laughs> I'll let them. I'll let them talk about their relationship. <laughs> Jeez, you're, you'd be a good politician, mate. You've played I, this tell you what, I'd love the, I'd love the Robert Bank with Andrew McDonald. Yeah, he, he won't give yeah, anyone he, up. He won't break. Mm. All right, Andrew, we're gonna let you go. Good luck against Netherlands. Uh, we know what they can do. Uh, they can cause an upset on the day. Got them Wednesday night. Then what about this Saturday night? We take on the Kiwis. This is going to be a game for the ages. Looking forward to that. Andrew McDonald, live from uh, India. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jensen. Thanks for the support.